Our story begins on the eve of the year's most magical occasion. Wait, 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 wait where are we going? I, I wasn't done. The house is that way. Hello? This holiday. Who is that speaking? Believe in the magic. Oh my god. Quick, everyone, take shelter. Of TLC. This episode of the Main Event Talk is brought to you by Richard's Billiards. You got nothing to do tonight? Well, Richard's Billiards is a place for you. And if you want to check out some great NFL action, if you want to check out some great boxing action, if you want to check out some live shows and everything else like that, Richard's Billiards is a place to be. Go over and check out some of their awesome drink specials. They have some daily specials that happen between 7 a.m., 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Everything from your favorite shot of beer and your favorite shot of whiskey and whatever type of stuff that you love to do and plus there's also several pool tables available whenever you guys want to go over there and shoot they have all sorts of great rates if you want to check that out as well they have um, an awesome jukebox over there and i should know because i've messed with it about i don't know how many times and everything else like that and of course they got some foosball tables they got a little boxing thing going on and everything else like that so you guys got nothing to do on a Sunday night? Then I suggest you head, head over to Richard's Billiards and go over there and go check out and have yourself a real good time. Richard's Billiards, welcome to the new era. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. I am the Main Event Player the Super C, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Now... Before we get into what we need to talk about, uh, I must go ahead and extend my apologies to everyone because the episode that you're hearing, I, I had said, if you guys had paid attention and listened to my episode, I said that I was going to be able to do one right after we get this episode up and running of the Main Event Talk podcast, the Wrestling Weekend. Part one had came out and into the fire, and, you know, I pretty much did did what I did and everything, and it was amazing, I mean, and I didn't get a chance to see the entire pay-per-view, but there is something that we're going to have to talk about in just a moment, because in this episode, obviously, we got to talk back about what happened at Into the Fire last night, it was a tremendous event, several things that have happened over there, including a shocking surprise of an individual that we knew was going to be a free agent, and this individual just over at the Ring of Honor event at Final Battle, just this past Friday, actually, as a matter of fact, he's supposed to be a part of the Fallout, which will be the talk of the wrestling world, we're all going to be tuning in to see how that goes, you'll find out who this person is in just a moment, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the episode of the main event talk the wrestling weekend we're coming to a close friday we had the gulf coast wrestling alliance and then we had smackdown friday night smackdown we also had final battle that took place on friday night and then last night was into the fire from the nwa and holy shit the nwa is starting to become hotter than ever and i gotta say guys this is gonna be tremendous i mean i love i haven't seen i've seen some of the footage and i've seen some of the stuff that i've been showing in the past few hours and i gotta say i mean the talk it's you know nwa fire into the fire was just so so fucking amazing i just couldn't believe how all this went down and it's just gonna get better from here 
So, oh, and plus, uh, there are a couple of announcements that are going to be making in just a moment. So let's let's go ahead and you know go down the lineup as to what's going to be happening this uh, on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Obviously, we got to talk about Into the Fire. We're going to get that out of the way. We're also going to talk about several returns that are going to be happening on NWA Power. On this episode, we're also going to talk about, and we uh, we talked about this. We talked about, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the whole thing with the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, about Batista being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Also, the NWO being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And why is it just, why couldn't it be just the original three instead of having four, considering X-Pac's association with the NWO and his association with DX? We're going to talk about that as well. And... Tonight's the night, dude. TLC is here, and we're going to talk about a few of the matches. And this is sort of one of those events where even though TLC we know comes up every single year, this is sort of a late, um, you know, there's really not much to talk about with TLC. They haven't really shown any sort of footage of of who's coming out, what's coming out. But I know there's several matches that are going to be coming out <clears throat> on this um on TLC, and uh, I know there's some matches that are going to be taking place, and I'm going to be talking about that in just a moment. That that footage or that stuff that you just heard right now, that's the introduction from the TLC pay-per-view coming up tonight, so this is going to be uh, real interesting as to how this is all going to work out. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about what has transpired. Let's talk about what happened at Into the Fire last night. So I didn't get a chance to see much of the footage, but I saw several things that have taken place at Into the Fire. And I got to say, guys, Into the Fire was just that. It was on fire. It was tremendous. It was the best wrestling show you could have possibly seen in a long, long time. Several members, several people from the past. Well, they didn't show up on this pay-per-view, but I know they were there. Some from the uh, the Russian Nightmare, uh, Nikita Koloff. He was there at the event. Uh, Kevin Sullivan was there at the event as well. There were several great things that happened. Including this big announcement. There's one of two surprises that took place on Into the Fire. One of them is, and I can't believe it, and uh, and I got to tell you, I'm glad that it's going to happen. And I'm glad that this is what it's supposed to look like. Now, there's been, <clears throat> there's been several changes. Uh, as far, well, not several changes, but several things that have happened. We do have, and I'll, I'll announce this right now, and I know a lot of fans, especially if you're a fan of Damian Sandout, who was part of the WWE a long time ago, had kind of quit wrestling for a while, and then came back with the NWA, and came back as Aaron Stevens, and he is a tremendous athlete, he is a tremendous wrestler, and great actor, <laughs> great actor, am I that... <clears throat> And he was a part of a triple threat match involving Cole Cabana and involving uh, Ricky Stark. And, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce that, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new national, NWA national champion. His name is Aaron Stevens. He actually won. He won the triple threat match between Colt Cabana and Ricky Stark. And, I did, like I said, I didn't see the footage, but I did see... Uh, what was on my Twitter and everything else like that. There was a, there's actually a picture. <clears throat> I haven't shown it up yet, but when you look at the picture, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Aaron Stevens. Here's the announced team. By the way, hey, 
The announced team sounded great. I had a chance to hear some of it, but my fucking God, the things I've heard about Stu Bennett, you know, formerly of Wade Barrett, and uh, Joe Galley, you know, that's the other announcer. Uh, I heard that they did a fantastic job. I think fans are raving over this whole thing with the announced team, and that's great. That's good. But there's this footage. There's a picture that I saw, and I think Stu Bennett put out on his, uh, on his Twitter. There's a picture of both of them <clears throat> on the announce table, and there's a Christmas tree right next to him. And right next to the Christmas tree, lurking in the shadows, is Aaron Stevens. I guess he's trying to stay away from the people that are involved in the triple threat match, which is both Ricky Stark and Cole Cabana, the champion at the time. But I guess Aaron Stevens went ahead and took advantage of that situation, and now he is the new national champion and i'm ha- you know a lot of people are happy for this guy you know when i followed damian sandow's career i find him to be a joke from the beginning from the very beginning and i wasn't a huge fan of him from the beginning because basically he reminds me of the genius he kind of has that you know distinct voice and he comes out speaking proper English, which is okay. He comes out wearing a bathrobe like Bob Backlund, you know. And you know he does. He does. It's pretty much like a combination of of Bob Backlund and the genius rolled into one when you think about it. But now, you know, a lot of fans were over this dude, and I wasn't really into this guy that much. But the fans really got over with this guy. And even and the thing was that was so sad. The so sad about this guy is that this dude could have been a huger star in WWE if they would allow him to be himself. He came out of all these ridiculous characters. He came out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He came out as Vince McMahon. He came out doing all this and everything else like that. And then all of a sudden, I think it was what, 2014, 2015, they decided to go ahead and give him the boot. They gave him the boot, he's out the window, and we haven't heard from him since then. And it was one of those sad moments where I was not into him, but I was already starting to have this like about him, you know, because it was there. It was, you know, you, you started to like what this guy was about, and, you know, whatever reason, WWE didn't want him there. And I, I guess from, from the other fans' perspectives is the reason why the WWE didn't want Damian Sandow to be there is because apparently he was over with the fans, and they didn't like that. And that was just... That's just ludicrous. That's just ridiculous. I mean, how how the fuck would... If the fans are over with you, you should at least just keep him. If there are fans that really don't like this guy, and he's just stupid, he's you know out of his fucking mind, then throw him out the fucking window. Damien Sandow was, was really over. He was really over at the time. <clears throat> so he gets away, he stays away, and I remember watching an episode of the first of, in, of NWA Power. And I see Aaron Stevens for the first time. It's like, wait a minute. Is that Damien Sandow? Oh, my fucking God. And he, you know, he was, he, he did sound the same. He was an intellectual, and I think he was an actor also. And we, we know where that came from. So, Aaron Stevens, I still remember this one part. And they were talking about how I don't look like a Captain Morgan. And the crowd was chanting Captain Morgan. Why? And then he did the pose. You know that, that you know that Captain that Captain Morgan pose where you put one foot out and then you know stand out like a captain and everything else. Like that's exactly what he fucking did. That was. 
Oh, God, that's still some funny shit right there. And Aaron Stevens is a tremendous talent, and I'm glad that the NWA got him, and I'm glad, and I said to him, and I even said this. I followed him, and, and I pretty much mentioned this dude's a fucking star. He's going to be huge in the NWA. And then, holy fuck, he becomes a champion. My God, and this is... You know, I know that the fans of the past of the WWE definitely love that he's a champion. So, once again, congratulations goes out to Aaron Stevens for becoming the new NWA national champion. And this belt is already, already starting to look more prestigious now that Aaron Stevens holds on to the title. He's becoming way more popular than The Miz. That's the fucking truth. <laughs> and... Uh, speaking of titles, um, we know, and, and I'll say this uh, off the back because we know it happened. Um, uh, the Rock and Roll Express are still the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Congratulations go out to them for retaining the titles. And also, uh, Nick Aldis is still the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. The two out of three falls matchup. I have not seen the uh seen what happened and i'd love to see how that shit went down uh, i've been trying to get a link to it i got fight tv on my on my phone and on my my deal and everything because uh, i can actually see some of the ring of honor episodes and i can actually see some of the stuff for free and everything else like that but the thing is when you have to order the pay-per-view you have to actually order the pay-per-view and it was like 24.99 which i should have which i should have fucking ordered damn it if i had money in my card but anyways <laughs> <laughs> I could have I could have had the opportunity to fucking order that shit if I want to. But anyways. Here's the thing. We we talked about the championships. Um the NWA is has announced that they are bringing back another championship. And I'm glad. I'm glad they're bringing back another championship. But you talk about a championship. You talk about a very prestigious championship. I'm not talking about the United States Championship cuz that does belong to the WWE unfortunately. That that's the truth. However, there's one championship that was never brought to the WWE, and I always felt that they should have had this title. But it's kind of a good thing that the WWE doesn't have it. But the NWA, on the other hand, that's a different story because they brought back, happening next year on January 24th, on, in, on NWA's power, we're going to see the return of the NWA World Television Championship, and this is this is an, one of two big surprises that took place at Into the Fire. And I gotta say this, guys: the return of the World Television Championship. Oh my God! You talk about a prestigious title. You talk about a title that dates back, you know, for a long time. There has been a lot of tremendous athletes that have held on to that championship. Several from uh, Telly Blanchard has held on to the championship. Arn Anderson has held on to the championship. Sting has held on to the championship. The great Muda has held on to the championship and so many other um, the Z-Man the Z-Man held on to the championship I believe I'm, I'm gonna say I'm wrong on this but I think Beautiful Bobby has held on to the world television unless that was a WCW version but nonetheless you talk about a list of great champions that held on to that world television title my god and, and, amazing, and they're bringing back the original title that was the best-looking title I've ever seen. It's one that, it's not gold, it's pretty much all silver, 
and has you know red on it with the logo with the nwa and then it says the world television title on it that is unquestionably one of the most prestigious championships in all of the nwa now i'm not sure exactly what they're going to do no doubt they'll probably start some sort of tournament to decide who will be the next champion and the person i feel that should be the next world television champion the list of people you can possibly think of from the likes of the question mark um I would put in Aaron Stevens, but I think we'll just leave him out just because he's a champion. Uh, let's see. Ricky Stark. Uh, Cole Cabana, now that he's no longer a champion. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, wait a minute. Eli Drake and uh, Mr. Anderson. I mean, they could take a part of, the, uh, of this title as well. There are so many great NWA superstars. They're going to have an opportunity to go after the World Television Championship. So that's going to take place on January 24th. Live as it happens on NWA Power, we're all going to be looking forward to seeing how this is going to work out. The World Television Champion, the NWA World Television Championship returns to the NWA. It is so good to see that prestigious championship belt come back. Any other promotion can have their World Television title, and I can say to that is those are some good titles, but this is the original. This is the original. The NWA World Television Championship is back and it's back with the NWA where it belongs. Now, I mentioned surprises, and, and this was the first of many surprises. Now, the, the second surprise, there was another surprise that took place. Uh, the NWA's uh, women's division, and my God, it's fucking hotter than ever. I got to give out my congratulations over to Thunder Rosa. If she's hearing this, if she's listening to this episode, uh, Thunder Rosa defeated uh, Tasha Reels. And um, I got, you know, Tasha did pretty good for herself in the ring. I ain't going to lie. She did all right. Uh, but up against Thunder Rosa, you know, even I, even I have to admit that um, she, she didn't stand a chance. I'm sorry. I think Thunder Rosa is a little bit better and a little bit cuter. I'm, not, I'm admitting that. I admitted that the last episode. I'm admitting it here again. So congratulations go out to thunder rosa for defeating tasha reels at into the fire at nwa the tag match that took place now melina and um let's see melina and marty bella they were together in this tag match and they were going to go up against allison k and ashley vox not megan vox because i think that i make that mistake right there ashley vox that matchup was supposed to have happened but I'm not sure exactly what happened to Ashley. I didn't get the reports of it, but uh, I heard that she wasn't going to be there. Uh, so that that was kind of like, okay, well, then who's going to be who's going to be Allison K's partner? And that that's kind of the big mystery right there. Well, apparently. <laughs> it looks like we're going to be having just a little bit of the meeting of the minds between the NWA and Impact Wrestling. That's right, because ladies and gentlemen, Allison K's partner. Allison Kay's partner is none other than the former two-time knockouts champion. I think she's a three-time. I could be wrong. But nonetheless, she's a former knockouts champion. ODB was a part of that event as well, and I could not believe it the moment I saw her. I mean, I just saw her on Impact Wrestling just a couple of days ago, and all of a sudden she appears right here in the NWA, and... Holy fuck. I mean, you, you, you want to talk about a woman? You want to talk about a woman? That's a fucking woman for you right there. And I got, and, and you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, she, she does spark an interest in the main event. I admit that. But also, and I'll say this because I can, and 
She does remind me of somebody I know here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Just somebody, a close friend of mine. She's, she's just as hot, just as hot as ODB, but for some odd reason, she reminds me of ODB. Somebody. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to mention who. Let's just say I know her. My best friend, Homestar Runner, knows her. My other best friend, Mark Anthony Pantoja, knows her. There's a couple of other people that know who she is, but I'm not going to get into detail about it. Let's just say I know her. And, and also, let me give this away. I had a crush on this girl long time ago. All right, let's let's move on. But nonetheless, ODB and made an appearance at the NWA Into the Fire, and it was so great to see her and everything. And it was good to see, I mean, the women's division. How is it that the women's division and the NWA and then the WWE look good, but the AWA or the AEW, I'm sorry, is not getting any better? How the fuck is that pop? The only thing that's good about it right now is the fact that they have Awesome Kong there. Okay, that's the fucking truth. But nonetheless, NWA Into the Fire, Allison K, ODB against Molina and Marty Bella. I mean, that's that's a women's division right there for you. My God, that's the that's the fucking shit. I love it. I dig it. It's awesome. I don't know who won the tag match. My guess it was probably, and from judging by the way. I was looking at this. I think ODB and Allison K won. I think they won. And I think uh, this is it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, is, is ODB a part of the NWA now? Or is she there just as a temporary fill-up? We'll have to find out somewhere down the road and everything else like that in the near future. Now, that was one of the three surprises. The first one was the, world, the introduction of the World Television Championship returning. And also ODB coming to NWA Power. Now... Here's the kicker. Here's the one that launched everybody. This is still the talk of the wrestling world. And we knew that this man was going to be a free agent. And we knew. A lot of people were speculating that this dude was going to go to AEW. Because of his association with AEW and the members behind it. When it comes to the Young Bucks. When it comes to OD, uh, uh, Kenny Omega. When it comes to Cody Rhodes. I said from the very beginning... That if this guy, this man, I've never, I don't think I've ever said it here on this, uh, on this episode of the Main Event Talk, but I've said that if this dude decides to leave Ring of Honor and go over to any other organization, whether it's NXT or AEW or any other organization out there, I say go NXT. A guy, a, a, a man of his talents and his magnitude should definitely go with NXT. Now, if he goes with AEW, Somehow that won't be a surprise because of, like I said, his association with Cody Rhodes, with Marty, um, I'm sorry, with Kenny Omega, with the Young Bucks and the whole nine yards. But it almost seems like every episode I've ever seen with these guys, they have treated this individual like garbage. I've seen it. I've seen it, and other people will probably think, oh, well, come on, dude, that's not fair. I mean, it's just, acting. give me a fucking break, dude. They, they treat this dude like fucking shit because nobody gets that this dude's really talented. I still remember a pic of this individual and Paul Heyman. So that kind of tells you, okay, maybe he's going to the WWE. Maybe that's going to happen and everything else like that. We know that this guy's contract is coming up, and I think it's coming to a close. And he is supposed to appear on the final battle fallout tonight as he teams up with PCO 
uh, to go up against, I forgot what the other team was, but that's supposed to happen tonight at Final Battle Fallout. So we'll see how that goes. But who is this individual? I know some people have already gotten an idea of who it is, but who is this guy? Who was who this guy that appeared? Who's this guy that's making all this buzz all over the NWA? And why does this guy know these individuals from the AWA? Or AEW, I'm sorry. This man, I'm glad he made the right decision. Because the last time this man appeared in an NWA event, he took on, and this happened right around May, he took on Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. At the beginning of the Crockett Cup. He was there. It took place. He didn't do so well in the match against Nick Aldis. But there was mutual respect between these two individuals. These two individuals lit the fire up. It was a great world title match. And I said one day these two are going to go at it again. But the outcome could be a lot different. And who was his opponent? His opponent is not only the man he faced around May of 2019, he's also the man he went face-to-face with at the end of Into the Fire, an old friend of his. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce that the man that made a surprise at NWA Into the Fire, and he is still being talked about to this day, I'm talking about the villain himself. Marty Scullin had appeared at NWA Power and it is still the talk of the wrestling world because my fucking God, from the moment he showed up, coming down the stairs, the crowd was chanting, holy shit. And it was one of those holy shit moments where nobody expected this man to appear at an NWA TV. Everyone was thinking that this guy was going to associate himself with AEW and I said to myself why the fuck does this dude need to go ahead and appear at a show where it's going to be a bunch of jackoffs and morons and they've got all these big stars like Chris Jericho, like John Moxley like Cody Rhodes and the whole nine yards he deserves to be around that around that shit but there's a good chance he may not be there and my god I was right and I thought that oh well Marty would look good in the in, in the WWE he would look good in NXT he would be a star they will treat him like a star they will make him like a star they'll make him bigger than AEW himself themselves and that's the fucking truth that is the fucking truth ladies and gentlemen but for him to appear in the NWA for him to appear face to face with Nick Aldis at the end of Into the Fire, it lit a fire. It showed everybody that this is the place to be. This is what pro wrestling is all about, and this is what it's about. Seeing the villain face to face with the national treasure, Nick Aldis, face to face, there's going to be a confrontation for the world title in the near future. We're all going to be looking forward to that. And I cannot wait. Marty Scullin? Is he a part of the NWA? No word yet. All we know is he's appeared. He showed up. He shocked the entire wrestling world. He is the talk of the wrestling world right now. Everyone is talking about the villain. Everyone wonders about that. And like I said before, the villain is still scheduled to appear over 
at the Fallout pay-per-view. Well, actually, it's a fall. It's actually a Fallout pay-per-view, but you can actually see it for free on Fight TV. So you'll be able to see that event that takes place. I'm hoping to find a way to maybe show that event on my Main Event Talk Facebook page, if that's a possibility. Because if it is free, if it is free and we can show it on Facebook, I, I think Facebook will show it as well. So we'll be able to see that if Ring of Honor does that. But nonetheless, Marty Skull. Oh, man, I cannot believe that he is now part of the NWA. But like I said, it, it's not official yet. We don't even know the status of where this guy is. But nonetheless, guys, I think Marty made the right move. I think Marty being a part of the NWA is tremendous, and this is good for his career. Because to me, like I said before, I mean, if he, if he goes to the AWA, or a, uh, I keep saying AWA, if he goes to AEW, it won't be a surprise because, like I said, Marty Skolan, you know, has been associated with Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, and you know, he was he was part of the Bullet Club himself. You know, that's the truth. But the thing is, I mean, I don't think Marty wants to be a part of that just because, you know, they have treated him like trash, and I've seen footage of them talking. They, I don't know if they talk shit about him or if they just don't want him there. I mean, it it just feels like that. I mean, yeah, they're friends and everything else like that, but sometimes you have to understand. In this wrestling business, friends are friends, but then friends talk behind your back and they say a bunch of shit and you know creates drama, creates footage, and sometimes it creates a lot of rivalries that could you know go back to God knows how long. But Marty, to me, is is a star, is a better star, and this is this is the fucking truth. He's a better star than Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks combined. Cody Rhodes will leave him alone because you know Cody's his own star as far as I'm concerned, but. To me, Marty, he's a great talent, and I thought it would have been great to see him in NXT because I think he could be a great North American champion, or he could have been a great NXT champion, and he could be the villain. He could be great, and, and I'd like to see the villain right next to the original villain, and the original villain being Mr. William Regal. If there's anyone that knows how to be a villain, it would be the NXT uh, general manager, William Regal. Nobody knows how to be a villain better than William Regal. The English know how to be proper villains, if you will. What are they? Oh, my God. But nonetheless, NWA power, NWA into the fire was an amazing event. And I'd love to see that entire event when I have the opportunity. If somebody puts a link out and puts it out on YouTube, uh, you can bet your ass I'm going to fucking watch that shit and see how all that went down. I think it was over, I think it was a four-hour event from what I understand. So, holy crap. That's got to be something uh, interesting there to uh, look forward to. So, man, check out when you can. If you want to see... If you want to see an encore presentation of Into the Fire, NWA Power, I suggest you go ahead and go over to Fight TV. You can order the event for, I believe it's for $24.99. I think it's $24.99. You can order the event and see it for yourself. And if you want to see the replay on pay-per-view, do what you can. It was a tremendous event. NWA Into the Fire was amazing. I still got that Dawkins song in my head. You know what I mean? When you hear that it's just that's what it reminds you of holy fucking shit i love that song and i love they come up with theme songs like that instead of all this fucking bullshit that you hear if you play slipknot i don't have a problem with that if you play um say all that remains i don't have a problem with that if you play anything lamer than that i'm about to shoot you in the fucking eye and say what the fuck is wrong with you you silly bastard i kill you you 
Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, let's move on from the NWA to the WWE. We got to talk. Obviously, we got to talk about TLC, but there's not going to be much to talk about other than the event's going to take place tonight, and there are going to be some matches that are going to be taking place, and other things that are just going to show up out of nowhere. Because, obviously, we're going to talk about TSC, but before we talk about that, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Now, now I know this is going to be the talk that everyone wants to know about from me, wanting to know about my feelings on Batista being inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame, and also the NWO being inducted in the Hall of Fame as well. So we'll start with Batista. Um, when it was announced a few days ago, uh, last week to be exact, when they announced that Batista was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, my thought of it was, uh, well, he retired. He retired uh, right after WrestleMania, right after the whole thing with Triple H. So, um, you know, I really don't see a problem with him being inducted in this year's Hall of Fame. I think it would be great. And a, and a, and a star of his caliber, you know, him being a part of several big-time movies and everything, I think it would be great for Batista's career to show up over in the WWE Hall of Fame, and I think he truly deserves it, in my opinion. Um, he's had some great matches throughout his career. He was a part of, uh, I know he was part of OVW years ago when he was uh, Lim Bison. Uh, that, 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 I think that was his name. And then uh, he has showed up as uh, Batista's big, uh, or, or no, I'm sorry, Devon's um, big bodyguard or something like that. He, you know, remember when, um, when Devon was known as Reverend Devon back in SmackDown? And all of a sudden, Batista's this guy walking around with his box and a chain wrapped around his neck. You know, he was sort of this big guy holding on to this box. But he, he looked like he had all the potential in the world to become uh, something huge. And then when he was on his own, that was great. You know, I saw what he looked like and I saw what he did. And he was a tremendous athlete. And then having the guidance of Ric Flair right next to him, that was even better. So, you, I mean, you've got one of the greatest world champions of all time. He not only put Batista on the map, he also put him right next to some great individuals like not just Ric Flair, but Triple H and Randy Orton, and they would become known as Evolution. And Evolution was one of my favorite factions in all of WWE. This was pretty much a modern-day version of the Four Horsemen, I mean, and it looks like that quite well. Uh, the only thing is, all they needed was another guy, and if they would have had their own J.J. Dillon, that would be awesome as well. But you had Batista, you had Ric Flair, you had Randy Orton, and you had Triple H. And then in 2005, Batista was already starting to go on his own, and fans were already starting to notice that this man was already becoming a huge star, and fans were really getting over him. So everyone was thinking that maybe, just maybe, Batista would go over to the other side and go after JBL for the WWE Championship at the time. But fans wanted to see Batista versus Triple H at WrestleMania 21, and that became a reality. When those two had their match at WrestleMania, it was tremendous. It was great. I love the matchup, and we all knew right away that if Batista won, he would become a huge star, and he did. He won the championship against Triple H and had several matches against the game, and he has won all those matches against Triple H, and he would move on to go up against some of the best wrestlers in WWE, including his matchup with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 23, which was a classic match, and I thought, personally, he was one of three people that I thought was closer to beating The Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. 
And then Batista had had some injuries and had some problems. And then he went ahead and not only became the World Heavyweight Champion in his career, he also became the WWE Champion as well. And it was good to see him. And I loved the matchup, seeing Batista versus John Cena at SummerSlam of 2008. That was one hell of a matchup. And then they had the rematch at WrestleMania 9. And, we, of course, we know how that went down. And then Batista pretty much quit the WWE around 2009, and we haven't heard from him since then. And then, of course, we know about Batista returning to the WWE, and he wanted to get a piece of Triple H. And, well, you know the story. You know how that went down. And of course, at WrestleMania, Batista did lose to Triple H at WrestleMania 35, and what's done is done. And then Batista decided that he was going to quit. And in my view, I think it was the right move. I mean, Batista has had um, a tremendous success in movies. I mean, I, I've seen him appear in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That became a huge success. He's appeared in several other movies as well. And I've seen some of them. He's very, very good. He's a very good... Uh, I can't say he's the best actor in the world, but he's definitely, when it comes to action, he definitely knows what he's doing in there. Batista is a, a very big and strong man, and for him to be a part of the WWE Hall of Fame, he deserves it. He deserves it in so many ways. So my congratulations for Batista for being inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony will not happen until the night after WrestleMania, so that's going to happen the next few months next year in 2020. Now... Let's get to the biggest part of the deal of the NWO being inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, let's say, first of all, finally, finally they're being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And we knew it was going to happen. Now, here's the part where now the controversy begins. I'm drinking my Sprite over here. I'm just trying to get myself... Riled up for what's about to happen. Okay, so when they announced the NWO being inducted in the Hall of Fame, I'm like, sweet, great. We'll be able to see the NWO finally being inducted in the Hall of Fame. But there's something wrong with the picture. No, I know some fans are going to say that. Oh, I know what's wrong with the picture. Hulk Hogan's on there. He shouldn't even be on there. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Fuck his racist ass bullshit. First of all, fuck all you son of a bitches. Get over it. Get over it already, okay? Yes, Hulk Hogan made a ridiculous remark. A stupid fucking remark. And said the N-word on national... Well, did he say it on national television? Well, he said it on a, a fucking tape. But, he's, but anyways, this was around 2015. We need to get over that. We really, really do. Because here's the thing, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'll say, I've said this on my Facebook. I've said this live, and I'll say it right here. For the people that have an issue with Hulk Hogan about what happened four years ago, they have an issue with Hulk Hogan other than the racist comment, okay? Hogan hasn't done anything stupid since then. I haven't seen anything stupid yet that I'm aware of. The only thing I haven't heard out of Hulk Hogan is the fact that if he, if he hadn't had sex with a goat or something. That hasn't happened yet. Well, n never mind. Anyways, um... Hulk Hogan being inducted in the Hall of Fame, once again, is not a huge surprise, especially when he had a lot to do with the NWO. Now, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, now, they're, they're also individuals that were also inducted in the Hall of Fame in their separate deals, you know, when it came to Razor Ramon and when it came to Diesel. Now, this is the part where these three are being inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame, which is good, because now, 
they are in the list of other men like Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, and Booker T, who hold two rings in their possession. Now, these three gentlemen hold three rings in their possessions as well. After all, Scott Hall was the one that lit the fire, and Kevin Nash was the one that started that had the gasoline. And basically what that means is, when the NWO began, Scott Hall was the one that lit the fire. Kevin Nash was the one that had the gasoline, and Hulk Hogan was the key to turning the engine on that is the NWO. And that's exactly what happened. The NWO became hot. The NWO became sweet. The NWO is the hottest thing going. Now, here's the part where people are going to get freaked out over this. Well, some people are going to get freaked out, but then some people are going to actually agree with this. The next person being inducted in the Hall of Fame is... Wait a minute, X-Pac? Why is he here? I mean, wasn't he inducted in the Hall of Fame last year with DX? I mean, why couldn't it? Why couldn't it have been the Big Show, or why? Why couldn't it have been the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase? They went ahead and brought X Pot in. <laughs> now, let me say this. First of all, I love X Pot. Okay, I dig him. Okay, but I'll say this, and I'll say it, and I apologize, and I'm sorry. But X-Pac does not deserve to be in the NWO. He doesn't even deserve to be in this year's Hall of Fame with the NWO. Let me explain why. X-Pac, or Six, if anybody remembers that, he was a part of the NWO. He was the guy, he was the punk that everybody wanted to beat the shit out of. But he hadn't really appeared in that many matches in the NWO. He was a part of the Wolfpack. He was a part of the original Wolfpack. I'm not talking about the red and black. I'm talking about the original Wolfpack and Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac. That was the original Wolfpack. Now, if it was the NWO Wolfpack being inducted in the Hall of Fame and it's just those three originals, then I would agree with that because that would work. That would fit. It actually fucking works. But if it comes to the NWO, you should have Hall. You should have Nash. You should have Hogan because that makes sense because those are the three that started it. You can't go ahead and just add another one because all he is, all X-Pac is, with all due respect, is just extra fuel to the fire. Scott Hall was the one that lit the fire. Kevin Nash was the one that had the gasoline. And Hulk Hogan was the key to turn the engine on and is the NWO. And it worked. And all X-Pac is just extra fuel to add to the fucking engine that is the NWO. That makes sense. Now, if you wanted someone that was steering the wheel of the NWO... The only person I would say that should be, and I know he has, he he doesn't care, but I think personally, I think he does. I think the person that should be next to the NWO, besides Hulk Hogan, besides Kevin Nash, and besides Scott Hall, I got to say Eric Bischoff. I got to say Eric Bischoff. I know some people are going to say, no, fuck Eric Bischoff. Why the fuck would he be there, first of all? Eric Bischoff was one of the individuals that created this whole thing with the NWO. Okay? That's the truth. I mean, Eric Bischoff, personally, to me, I think he should be inducted. I think he should be a part of the Hall of Fame. Even X-Pac himself even said that he should be inducted in the Hall of Fame, too. And I agree with that. I think a lot of fans would definitely agree with that. I mean, Eric Bischoff, this is how I see it. 
Scott Hall lit the fire. Kevin Nash put the had the fuel. Hulk Hogan had the key to turn the engine on, and all we needed was someone to stir, stir the stir the car that is the NWO, and Eric Bischoff was the perfect individual to stir the NWO, and that's exactly it. Now, to me, if there's going to be four individuals to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, it should be Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Eric Bischoff. No disrespect to X-Pac, I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame this year. However, (laughs) there's going to be a however in this one. Now, X-Pac does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But I think we can all agree when I say I don't think X-Pac should be inducted in this year's Hall of Fame with the NWO. I think if they, if the WWE is smart, they will go ahead and induct the induct X-Pac into the WWE Hall of Fame as the one, two, three kid. Yeah, that's that's the truth. I'm I'm sticking with that. I think if they want to induct Sean Waltman in the WWE Hall of Fame, X-Pac, if you will, they should induct him as the one, two, three kid. That is someone that definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That's my opinion. That's my thought. That's how it goes. No, like I said, no disrespect to Sean and him being inducted in this year's Hall of Fame with the NWO. I just think that it should have been Eric Bischoff or it should have been just the three, you know, because it would make sense. I mean, every, to add, you know, we all know why Sean was being added. We, we all know why Xbox is being added because of his association with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and the WWE and the whole nine yards. It's no surprise. It's no surprise at all. I mean, that's just how it goes, unfortunately. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations go out to Batista for being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And congratulations go out to the NWO for being inducted in the 2020 WWE Hall of Fame. And no doubt, some, somewhere in the weeks and months to come, we're going to find out more inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2020. Who's going to be a part of it? We're all wondering if the British Bulldog is going to be a part of the Hall of Fame. We're all wondering if... Oh, Owen Hart should be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. There's a long list of people that I I feel deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, and hopefully we'll find out who they are sometime in the near future, guys. We're getting closer and closer to 2020 as soon as it arrives. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I am... Oh, I'm trying to get my throat... I'm trying to get my throat right where it needs to be at. Now, WWE TLC is happening tonight, but the problem is we don't have all the matches signed. Yeah, and, and, and this is like, even though I've announced a couple of matches that took place on my main event song Facebook page, uh, we know about King Corbin against Roman Reigns. That's going to happen. We know about Rusev taking on Bobby Lashley. We know about also uh, it was supposed to be the revival and... Uh, the new day for the tag team titles, but now they raise the stake, uh, stake up since this past Friday, so now it's going to be considered a ladder match. And also, we found out, and I like to correct this, it is, and this, this is the truth, it's The Miz versus Bray Wyatt, but it's not The Miz versus The Fiend for the Universal Championship. Now, I have been wondering, and I'm going to follow along with this. There's several other matches that are obviously going to take place. Also, the Kabuki Warriors are going to be defending their tag team titles, their women's tag team titles, up against the man Becky Lynch and the Queen Charlotte Flair. That's another matchup to take place as well. 
Also, I thought, and people were already speculating on this, they were thinking that Shinsuke Nakamura was going to be able to defend the Intercontinental Championship against Braun Strowman, but we heard about the story, and we know that he is injured, so I don't think there's going to be any chance of seeing that happening at all anytime soon. And we, I also thought that we were going to see Kevin Owens go one-on-one against Seth Rollins, but that's not going to happen either. Uh, I think there's an injury involved, and I don't think it'll take place, but no doubt something will happen, something will be conjured up in the next few hours. So all we know is that the matches I just announced, are those are the ones that are going to take place tonight. Now... Let me try and see if I can get a quick rundown. I think personally to me, I think seeing the Kabuki Warriors lose the titles to Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, it would be great. It would be great. I think that would happen. I'd like to see Charlotte Flair win another prestigious championship and seeing Becky Lynch also return as Becky Two Belts. To hold on to that title and everything else like that, that should look good. So I'm going to definitely go with the man and Charlotte Flair to win that. Rusev and Bobby Lashley. Now, and I'll say it because it's true. This shit with Bobby Lashley, Rusev, and Lana, it is the worst storyline in the history of sports entertainment. And Lana has been getting death threats from all the WWE fans and from the FBI, from what I understand. So that's just holy fucking shit. You know, I know some people are probably thinking, oh, well, this is, you know, and I heard this comment. I heard this comment. You know what I heard? I heard this comment, and I quote, and I quote, that, you know, wrestling fans are real stupid. You know, they they really need to... They really need to chill out with that. Here's my opinion on that. My opinion on it is, you know what? You got fans that understand how this business goes. And you got fans that don't understand how this business go. And then you just got the ignorant fucks that believe in anything they want to believe. And it's like, you know what? Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Let them do what they have to do because here's the thing. To me personally, the thing that we're losing is we're not getting any realism out of this whole fucking situation. And if the fans are taking this way too seriously, well then fine. Let them go. Let them do what they want. But here's the sad part. The sad part is, the sad part is, even though we know the reality, they believe their own fantasy. That's the truth. That's the fucking truth. And they want to go ahead and do death threats on Lana. I would never pull a death threat on Lana. No, I would never do that. I'm not that stupid. Everyone else was like, you know what? Let them be stupid fucks. Let them go ahead and go on the internet and go on Twitter and say, you fucking suck. You fucking bitch. You suck. Me, I, I, I just, hello. How are you? How are you doing? Just fine. Would you like to have sex in my bed? Thank you. <laughs> God, this is fucking ridiculous. But anyways, I everyone's thinking that this whole feud between Bobby Lashley and Rusev is going to escalate into the Raw Rumble. I say this feud needs to come to a fucking end. needs to come to an end now. I saw the divorce papers. It is the worst divorce I've ever seen in the history of WWE. But I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Rusev is the only person that's going to get over in this whole situation. 
The fans like him. I've loved him for a long time. There's no point in this whole stupid storyline happening anyway. Lana's hot. Lana's whatever. But Lana's a jackass for doing the shit that he's doing. And Bobby Lashley. Oh, Bobby. What the fuck are you doing wrong, man? What the fuck are you doing wrong? You were this great professional wrestler. You were this great tremendous athlete. You came from the Bellator. You came from the U. Well, you didn't come from the UFC. But you came from the Octagon. And you wanted to take on the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar. And all you did. All you did was continue on with this horse shit when you should be taking on Brock Lesnar one-on-one for the WWE Championship, and that needs to happen. But you know what? That's fine. Because at the end of the day, if Rusev wins at TLC, the shit will be over, the shit will be done, and we don't have to deal with it anymore. And then Bobby has to find a way to pick up the pieces. He has to find a way to put this shit together. And then find a way to get his career back on track. Nonetheless, Lana can look hot, look gorgeous, look whatever she wants, but at the end of the day, she will be fucking shit. Rusev will be Rusev to any fucking day he wants. Yes, he's get over with the fans. And Bobby Lashley will look down and said, oh God, I look like shit. I feel like shit. I need to go home and take a shit. And the ah, bottom line is, the bottom line is, Bobby will have to try to come back up and get away from Lana. And hey, Lana may be worth it, but she's not worth your time. That is the truth. Now, the Revival going in a tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles against New Day. Here's my prediction on it. Revival, just get the fucking tag team titles back. Just get them back, please, all right? No offense to the New Day. I love the New Day. I think they're great, but it's overkill. It's overkill, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, look, here's the thing. It's overkill. It's done. Can we please just get the New Day away from this shit? And can we move on and do something different with the New Day for a change? Can we have the Revival just become the tag team champions and move on? And we can be better with our fucking lives. Let's just get that out of the way. Now, another matchup. Uh, I'm not sure what other matches are going to take place. Oh, um, Roman Reigns versus... King Corbin. Here's my view of it. Everyone's saying that King Corbin may win. Now, fuck that. Fuck that bullshit. I think we need to see Roman win. I think we need to see him get his revenge. And did you see the whole thing with the dog food incident? I didn't see a whole lot of it, but... And this was the truth. That was actual dog food that they threw at Roman Reigns. And I'm just like, eee... And, and, And to me, I think it's a little ridiculous. But at the same time, they're trying to create heat. They're trying to create heat from the fans. I mean, Corbin is creating kind of, kind of heat, but the problem with Corbin is there are people that actually hate him, and they, there are people that say that he absolutely sucks, and I don't think Corbin knows the difference, and I think all of us kind of know the difference on that. I mean, the kind of heat that I want to see is something that Kevin Steen has done in the past, or something that um, maybe, who, who else can I think of that, is, that has created actual heat? Um... Well, I don't know, but but anyways, Corbin is different. He's he's just a he's just an idiot with a stupid crown, thinking he's actually king. You know, that's the whole thing. And all I want is for Roman Reigns. I want this whole thing with Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin to just come to an end. It just has it has to come to an end at TLC. I, I just don't want to see it anymore. If we see a couple of more matches after that, that's fine. But I don't want to see this feud escalate into the Royal Rumble. And by the way, just to let everybody know, I don't think Roman Reigns is going to win the Royal Rumble. 
No, I don't see it happening. So at TLC, Baron Corbin will lose, Roman Reigns will win, and the story will come to an end. Hopefully. Now, we're almost getting in the closer and closer. Um, we're almost five minutes away from the end of the Bain of Talk podcast. We're going to get into The Miz and Bray Wyatt. Now, there's been a lot of people wondering about why this is not a universal championship and why is it just Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend. Personally, I think this is good. I think what's happening right now is that I think what is going to take place is that The Miz and, and Bray Wyatt, especially Bray Wyatt, the actual Bray Wyatt, is going to finally come out. And I'm like thinking, oh, well, this is going to be good because now they're going to leave The Fiend alone. And thank God, because you need to kind of leave that character out and then let Bray Wyatt come out. Now, will Bray Wyatt be like the monster that The Fiend is or... Will Bray Wyatt just be like a normal individual and then lose to The Miz? I mean, and, and there's there's speculation on this. And also, the biggest speculation is what happened to Daniel Bryan? What happened when he got drugged from the ring and The Fiend took out all his hair and all this other stuff? Here's what I think. Remember when Bray Wyatt had mentioned something about the fact that there's a possibility of a new member a new person to be introduced into the Firefly Funhouse? Well, I think that person is Daniel Bryan. And I think Daniel Bryan will appear. Because everyone is speculating, and there's been some people that are speculating that The Miz is going to have a win over Bray Wyatt. Which, I think that would be okay, but I think it would be better if Bray Wyatt were to still win. Now, also, if The Miz were to continue to have his feud... Which I, I like this how this feud's going, but it's it's kind of gone a little too far. You know, it's kind of... And, and people can kind of understand where this is coming from and everything else like that. But anyways, this feud is still going. And from what I'm looking at, as far as Bray Wyatt and The Miz go, I think The Miz will we'll obviously go ahead and go after Bray Wyatt because he cheated to win or something like that. That's what happened. And then, well, that's what didn't happen, but that's, you know, follow along with me. So The Miz loses to Bray Wyatt by, you know, controversy. And then The Miz is going after Bray Wyatt. And then all of a sudden the lights turn off and we're all thinking The Fiend's going to come out. No, it's not The Fiend. It's going to be Daniel Bryan. He's going to come out in a different mask. I think what will happen is we'll see Daniel Bryan appear at WWE TLC, and he's going to come out as a totally different person. And then if we see the Firefly Funhouse next time, we will see Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt together. They will be together. And this is just going to be the start of many crazy things that are going to happen between Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. There will be a match between these two. But they're saving that for WrestleMania. And they're also saving it for the fact that Daniel Bryan could possibly be the winner of the 2000, uh, 2020 Royal Rumble in 2020. Expect that. All right, guys. So we're getting closer and closer to the end of the podcast. So, guys, I'm going to go ahead and prepare myself for TLC and prepare myself for things. We're going to try and get some information in regards to Final Battle, the fallout, which will probably take place on my main event talk Facebook page. So check it out and everything. Don't forget, guys, to follow the main event on Instagram and Instagram.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash at main event player. You could also follow me on my personal Facebook at Facebook.com slash at main event player. And also follow me on my main event 
it's on Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk for all of your wrestling information and the whole nine yards. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of the main event talk of the second part of the main event talk podcast wrestling weekend WWE TLC. Man, a lot of wrestling to digest. And we have to go to the bathroom and take a huge shit. And I feel better. Now, I'm going to need to watch a little bit more wrestling. And that is how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. So... Thank you once again for listening to the Main Event Talk Podcast. Subscribe to the Main Event Talk Podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, and wherever you listen to this fine podcast and everything else like that. And I will see you next week, same time, same station, on the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions enough said? TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my!